0: Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
2: Lucy Hickmott.
0: It's Tuesday the 16th of July. Coming up, former gang member to share warning with more school children.
1: It was clothes, Armani jeans, trainers. And that big favour came, look after this parcel of drugs don't tell no one.
0: Extra cash to tackle loneliness.
3: It can have a significant effect on someone's physical and mental health and well-being.
0: And 36 local parks given green
2: flags. That means you've got some fantastic parks and green spaces in Kent that are Really good quality, well maintained, clean and safe places for people to go, and it's a guarantee of quality.
0: Kent Online News. First today, thousands more young people in Kent are going to get the chance to hear from a reformed gang member about the dangers of becoming involved in crime. The Police and Crime Commissioners giving more funding to projects aiming to stop children and teenagers falling into a life of drug dealing and violence. Francis Osai Apaya, who was jailed after getting involved with a gang, will be going into more schools across the county. He's been speaking on Matthew Scott's podcast to share his story.
1: The kids, they just bully me at primary school, early stage of secondary school. You know, they say, why does your hair look like that? And I couldn't speak the English language. And yeah, it was really difficult. And through all that bullying, when I went home, because I come from a really big family, I wasn't able to tell my parents what was going on with me at school either. Sort of bottled it all inside. So I think when I left school, really late in my teens it just came out sideways and the gangs got hold of me i was groomed by the leader of the gang um, mark lambie very dangerous individual who i knew nothing about until i was in a courtroom with him that's when his history came up and i was like whoa this is the people i got myself mixed up with you know so that's how it happened and so i turned to the gangs for safety protection you know all those classic psychological hooks hmm. that pull young people into gangs it was all of those I was looking for that protection, and being in the gang, standing next to that individual, Mark Lambie, it made people leave me alone, like, oh my gosh, is not that individual. We can't touch him above him no more. So that's what I was seeking, but they had other plans for me. I think he saw me growing up as a young boy on the council estate in North London where my parents lived, so he knew me, he's probably spotted me from a very early stage. He used to greet me, "Hello, France," and they used to call me "footballer" because football was my life. I always had football under my arm with my racks like going to school. You know, always playing football. They used to call me "footballer" or "baller," and I waved to him. And then it's, from that, it progressed: ten pound there, twenty pound there, and they got to the point where I had to call him Uncle Mark because I'm still a teenager. He, he's in his life thirties. You know, I had to refer to him as Uncle Mark, and I, I really liked this guy, but I couldn't see what he was building up. I mean, at that age, to be honest with you, if I heard the word "grooming," I associate the word grooming with pedophiles and sexual offenders. I didn't think grooming was used by gangs like that, you know, and I didn't even understand it. Yeah. And then it was clothes, Armani jeans, trainers, and that big favor came, look after this parcel of drugs, don't tell no one, don't tell your parents, don't tell no friends. And I kept my mouth shut because he's given me so much gifts prior to that. And then every prison I went to, when I was in prison, a lot of prisons, and I met prison officers that always said to me, Son, what are you doing in here? I'm like, what do you mean, what am I doing in here? I'm in prison. So, you're not a typical prisoner. There's something about you mm. your mannerism, the way you talk. You're not a prisoner that we see every day. Sure. And you should not be in here. I kept on hearing that all the time. And I think, again, that kicked me up on the backside to approach the education department. It's, Look, I've got GCSEs, I've got A levels. Can I actually do my degree? When I set the charity up, yes, it's my passion. But I felt the way I got involved in crime was very short lived. It all happened very quick. And if I had somebody come to my Roman Catholic school in Wood Green in North London, like what I'm doing, to do an assembly for me at year seven, year eight, year nine, year 10, I think that would be enough to save me. So when Mark Lambie, the gang leaders, groomed me, I'd be aware of all those signs that he's trying to, he's got plans for me to stay clear of him. And I wasn't streetwise at all. So I I felt if I can do what I'm doing now, because I missed it, I can save lives. Kent Online reports.
0: New figures show there's been another rise in the number of people in Kent who are out of work. Last month, just over 29,000 were claiming jobless benefits. That's 840 more than in May. Unemployment in the county has steadily increased since last summer, going against the trend nationally. Kent police have started using a weapon-detecting archway in town centres to tackle knife crime. People in Dartford and Gravesend have only been allowed into pubs and fast food places if they agree to walk through a special scanner. Two women have been banned from teaching after one of them kissed a pupil on a night out. The 29 and 32-year-olds went to Casino Rooms Nightclub in Rochester in December 2017 while working at St John's Catholic Comprehensive School in Gravesend. They met up with a group of ex-students and an 18-year-old who was a pupil at the time. A Rochester man who was part of a drugs gang that delivered cocaine to bankers in London has been jailed. 33-year-old Dritten Jella from the High Street has been locked up for four months for his role in the operation after he was found with fraudulent ID documents. Police spent eight months investigating the group and they've now been sentenced to a total of 30 years between them. Again, charity says it's hoping to reduce the number of older people who are suffering from isolation and loneliness. Imago's been given extra cash from the lottery to run what it calls the Cameo program or come and meet each other. Research out last year estimated around 29,500 people over the age of 65 in the county were at risk of social isolation or loneliness. The sessions will be run in Dartford, Gravesend and Swanley. John Weller is from the charity.
3: From our point of view it's an area where there's quite high levels of deprivation. Um, and certainly for some other projects that we're running in the area we are aware that there is quite a significant problem particularly amongst older people with uh, social isolation and certainly loneliness and the effects that that can have on their health and well-being Um, so certainly it was an area we picked because of those reasons. People will sign up for a 12-week programme initially the key to that really is bringing these people together, bringing people together to build relationships, friendships, longer lasting sort of connections with their community. and then the number of, we've got a number of different guest speakers who just come along to give it a bit of a flavor and a theme. So we have adult education to give taster sessions. Um, we have volunteering activities that people again they like taster sessions that they can get involved in. There'll be visits from various people. Who run services within the local community? Citizens' advice, um, local banks to deal with sort of financing issues, give people advice on finance. Um, but the whole thing really, about, it's, it's enabling people when they're socially isolated, particularly if it's through bereavement, can be lacking in skills that perhaps once their partner used to deal with. So it's about upskilling people, but the key fundamental thing behind it is bringing people together to build a sustainable, longer-lasting friendships and relationships within their community. Within each of the three areas, Dartford, Gravesham and swanley we'll be running three 12-week programmes each year for the next two years Um, and we're looking at about 20 people on each of those. So overall we're hopefully going to be reaching about 200-240 candidates on or clients on this particular scheme. And of course that can be further reaching because we will take referrals from GPs, social prescribers, community navigators, community wardens, and of course people can refer themselves as well. So there's no real restriction to access to this particular programme. A key part of this initiative actually is research as well. It's to build up uh, our knowledge on the impact and effects of loneliness on people and to really then take that research further forward so the government are quite significantly interested in it about shaping their policies moving forward. Um, It's been proven that it can have a significant effect on someone's physical and mental health and well-being by being socially isolated, being less active, being less involved, being less independent within their communities Um, and this is something that we want to turn around and to, to to help to, to change that problem.
0: Kent Online News. A memorial service has been held today at Chelmsford Cathedral for former Gillingham Football Club boss Justin Edinburgh. The 49-year-old who managed the Jills from 2015 to 2017 died after suffering a cardiac arrest last month. The bells were rung earlier and flower tributes were laid outside featuring the Tottenham Cockerel, the team he used to play for. We're being urged to make sure our children are vaccinated after two confirmed cases of measles in Medway. Letters have been sent to schools, nurseries and health providers following the outbreak in Cuxton. Now drones could soon be banned from parks and open spaces in part of Kent. Council bosses in Tunbridge and Mauling want to stop them being flown as they say it can cause serious injury as well as being a nuisance to the public. If plans are approved anyone caught doing it could face an £80 fine. And finally today dozens of parks in kent have been named as some of the best in the country 36 have been awarded green flag awards which proves they're clean accessible and well run the award started back in 1997 ish has been chatting to helen bingham from keep britain tidy that means you've got some fantastic parks and green spaces in kent
2: that are really good quality well maintained clean and safe places for people to go and it's a guarantee of quality
4: and, and what does it take to, to receive a Green Flag Award?
2: It takes a lot of work by the, the people who run parks by the local authorities or the land managers, whoever's running that park. It's, it's a really high standard. It's an international standard now. And it just means that, that they've put in a lot of time and effort to make the, the park the very best it can be, managing it well, managing it sustainably, great planting, great facilities, everything that you really want from a good quality park.
4: And 36 parks for Kent. Does, does that seem like a lot?
2: It's it's. There's a lot of parks across the country. We've got a record number of parks this year. We've got 1,970 parks. have got a green flag across the country. But Kent's up there with the best.
4: Fantastic. And again, what? why do you think we deserve to be among the best?
2: Because of the work that's being put in. It's as simple as that, you know, it. It's about creating the best possible green space for people to get out and enjoy. You know, we know that millions of millions of people in this country go out and use their parks and green spaces every day. We know how beneficial it is for people's health and well-being, and it makes you feel better. That's why people go into parks and green spaces. With the Green Flag Award, it means you you know you're going to a, a safe and clean place.
4: Absolutely, yeah. and um, there's a you know a few uh, parks in particular, Samphire in Dover, for example. It's receiving its 14th green flag. How proud should we be of that? And, and why do you think it's been able to be so consistent?
2: Well, it's obviously been really well run, and should be incredibly proud to get that to get the award for that many years on the run is is testament to some really really good quality management of a park.
4: So, why do you think it's so important that we maintain such? clean and, and high standards for our parks
2: because they're really important parks are really important more people visit a park every year than voted at the last general election they are an incredibly valuable national resource if you like that we have and and people forget that they take them for granted and and they shouldn't because they are so important and you know they they're free places that people can go and enjoy it you don't have to be able to have to travel far to go to these places you don't have to pay to get into them you can just walk in there whether you're you're three years old and want to go and play on the swings or you're 80 years old and want to go and sit in the sunshine and 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 just get out and see you know some really beautiful spaces and
0: They are a national asset and we should be really proud of them. You can see a full list of the parks that have been recognised in the story on our website. That's it for now, but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.